You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans who are listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And because it's your team every day, here I am recording this podcast at 12.17 on Monday morning, technically, as we still await the official confirmation that Max Scherzer will be signing with the New York Mets. It was about an hour ago that John Morosi made it seem like we were there. The finish line was imminent and we're still waiting and we've been waiting and we've been refreshing our Twitters and we've been waiting. And now as everyone's going to bed, it's time to hit record and talk about the New York Mets and what could be a landmark signing, adding Max Scherzer to this rotation we're going to do on today's show in the first segment is just talk about what the last, I don't know, 12 hours have been like as the Mets might be signing Max Scherzer to pair with Jacob DeGrom in the second segment. I'm going to go through some numbers. We all know Scherzer's awesome, but I want to just explain how awesome he is. And then in the last segment, we'll talk about what this signing could mean for the Mets moving forward. Before we get to any of that though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets and about baseball at JustBaseball.com. So again, as I sit here, the deal's not done just yet. We've gotten all the reports that are telling us that the Dodgers are pessimistic, the Dodgers are, are maybe pulling out, that the Mets are the front runners, the Mets have them, the Mets have them, but we don't have a deal in hand just yet. We don't have the official tweet. Max Scherzer is definitely a New York Met. But we can talk about what this is going to mean. And right now, apparently the offer that Scherzer is sitting on is a three-year, $126 million deal. That is $42 million a year. That means that he's going to be making well north of a million dollars per start as a New York Met. And that makes you wonder, with Jacob DeGrom having an opt-out, if everything breaks right. The Mets have an awesome season. Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer are both healthy. Jacob DeGrom opts out. How expensive could the top two in the Mets rotation be in 2023? But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's just talk about what this could mean for the New York Mets. If you pair Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer in the same rotation, you're talking about easily two top five pitchers in baseball, maybe the best two pitchers in baseball. And really over the last, I'd say, Five, six years, the best two pitchers in baseball. Max Scherzer is a first ballot, no doubt, Hall of Famer. He could have retired two years ago, and he probably would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. The guy has a resume that I don't even need to detail, but I will in the next segment. And the fact that the Mets are even close to the finish line is absolutely shocking to me. I never could have imagined a day where Max Scherzer would be a New York Mets, mostly because during the Wilpon era, get out of here even thinking that this could be a possibility. But even with Steve Cohen, I just could not picture it. 
And, and even as we sit here, the reason why I can't even record this show as if it's going to happen and, and, and just say, hey, the reporting has been close enough. I'm just going to record as it's going to happen. After I edit the podcast, after I put it all together, I, I'm sure it'll be done. I, I can't do that because I still have that little last inkling in the bottom of my soul that maybe at the last second, the Dodgers might swoop in and, and, and rip Scherzer out from under the mats. And this dream will become just that a, a fleeting dream where a night we all believed Max Scherzer would be a Met and, and it's not going to be a reality. Um, if I get broken up a couple times, it's because I have a splitting migraine right now because I've been refreshing Twitter for the last four hours with all you other degenerates as we try to, to find out if this is going to happen. But assuming our hearts aren't broken, assuming Max Scherzer is a New York Met, this is an unbelievable turn of events because we we've talking about what the Mets could do this offseason with their rotation. And, and I've always been one to say, look, Jacob deGrom is going to pitch next year. I have not been of the pessimistic variety out there of Mets fans who believe that because he had one injury plagued year, he'd never throw a pitch again. I, I'm as far away from that as possible. I've always believed that Jacob deGrom would be healthy in 2022 and a great ace for the New York Mets that can make 30 starts. I'm not going to give up on that just because of what we saw last season. With that said, one of the things that has been mentioned before on this show, and others, of course, is that you can't replace Jacob deGrom. Jacob deGrom goes down, there's no one that can replace that production. If the Mets actually pull this off and get Max Scherzer, and Jacob deGrom, God forbid, is hurt next year, you can keep on rolling and win this division because you have a guy in Max Scherzer that's led a team to a World Series from this division. A guy that is always a top five Cy Young candidate. These two guys have been battling it out for Cy Youngs over the past five years, and they could be in the same rotation. If you make it to a playoff series where you have Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer going game one and game two, got a damn good chance to win. Not to mention the fact that you have all the other stars this roster should have. That you have Starling Marte, who has become a footnote of this weekend, despite the fact that that was one of the most significant signings the Mets have made over the past, what, five years. I mean, I'm just trying to rack my brains. Lindor, what, what was it? My brains. See, again, I told you. It's going to be a running theme. I, I, I'm, I'm going to get tripped up a couple of times because, again, my head is about to explode from refreshing Twitter for four hours. So, so bear with me. But if you go back to the last five years, what's the best signing the Mets have made? Last offseason, James McCann, Trevor May. Again, Lindor was a trade. You know, before that, the Brody era, you had Wilson Ramos, Jed Lowry, uh, the Cano trade. Trying to think of who the big signing was that year. And I am I am drawn to blank here. Yoannis Cespedes, I guess, would be the last big signing retaining your own player. But Starling Marte was a great signing for the New York Mets. To get a guy off a 5.5 war season to be your starting center fielder or wherever they want to play him because Nimmo could certainly still be the center fielder, that was a great day. You can watch my, my last episode on, on Saturday morning where I was breaking down that news, and I was on cloud nine because I always wanted Starling Marte 
that was my number one priority coming into this offseason was signing Starling Marte because honestly, there was no chance in my mind that Max Scherzer could be a Met. So that's where we sit right now. This was impossible at 24 hours ago. And now we're saying it's probable. I don't even know where to go from here, but what I will do in the next segment is talk about how awesome Max Scherzer is. I'll go through some numbers. Not that you don't know he's awesome, but let's go through the stats and really just confirm what we all already know. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching your sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the other good stuff you're missing? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion, get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, folks. Just refresh Twitter. We're looking at, was it 12:24 now? And still no news. Still no news. Max Scherzer is still not officially a Met, so we move on to talking about how awesome this guy's been throughout his career as we continue to wait. Hopefully, as all of you are watching this in the morning or listening to this, it's done. (laughs) But again, here I am, Locked On Mets, your team every day, giving you this content so that we can at least celebrate the Max Scherzer signing before it's official, assuming all goes as planned. So let's dive through the numbers. If you throw out, the sham that was the 2020 season, which ruined one of the most sacred things about baseball, which is the stats, the history, guys that has certain streaks going and and all these different things that get thrown off when you put a random 60-game sample in there as owners just tried to grab some money in what was a lost year because of COVID. So what that did for Max Scherzer and his legacy, while it will never actually affect his place in Cooperstown or anything like that. It did prevent him from one of the coolest records that you could have, one of the coolest just just trends that you could have followed, which is the fact that this guy every single year strikes out 200 batters. If not for 2019 or 2020, see what I say again. I told you guys, anytime I break up today, splitting migraine, refreshing Twitter last four hours. Anyway. If you remove 2020, this guy has nine consecutive 200 strikeout seasons. He'd be going for a decade straight of 200 strikeout seasons. Or really, if it weren't for 2020 being a shortened year, he probably already has a decade worth of 200 strikeout seasons. Also with that, if you throw out 2020, he has thrown at least 170 innings every single year since 2009. 2009. I was 14. Look at me. I got I got I got facial hair. I got a beard. I'm, this was that long ago. <laughs> I was going to bar mitzvahs for my friends with pimples on my face the last time that Max Scherzer didn't throw at least 170 innings in a season. The guy's consistency has been remarkable. 
He's had an F war over five every single year since 2013. He won three Cy Youngs so far, has finished in the top three six times, and the top five eight times. He's led the NL in whip five times, strikeouts three times, shockingly does not have an ERA title, but his career ERA is 3.13. He has a 1.08 whip, a little bit of a breakup in the voice there. You might have caught that. Again, splitting migraine four hours of refreshing Twitter. We move on 10.7 strikeout per nine rate throughout his career, which is top five. Jacob deGrom also on that list. The leader of that list, Robbie Ray. Small sample size compared to some of the other great players in MLB history. But uh, Robbie Ray, uh, Chris Sale, and you Darvish at the top of my head. Not sure if those three are in that exact order. But I know Robbie Ray was number one. And then you had DeGrom slightly ahead of Max Scherzer. Greatest strikeout pitchers of all time. Two of them in one rotation potentially. He's coming off a season where he had a 2.46 ERA. 236 strikeouts in 179 and a third innings pitch. He led the NL in whip at 0.86. He led the league also in hits per nine and walks per nine, which obviously lends right into that lead leading whip. Again, a little breakup in the voice, splitting migraine. Anyway, moving on. Could I dive through the advanced metrics and tell you all about how awesome this guy is? Of course I could. The advanced metrics are going to back up a player this awesome. I'm not going to do that because for one, some of you tune out when we get to advanced metrics. And two, I feel like you need the advanced metrics to convince people of something, to convince you that Mark Canna is an above average player and a good starter for this Mets team, to convince you that, hey, Eduardo Escobar's defense isn't as bad as the eye test might tell you. I don't need to convince anyone that Max Scherzer is awesome. We all know this. I will check Twitter one more time here. One more time and see if the deal is official. Still not official. Still not official, but I digress. If it is official, what do the Mets do next? I'll talk about that in just a minute. It's here, folks. The best Monday of the year, Cyber Monday and Built.com is the place to aim your mouse and get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site-wide, and there's even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. A brand new Built Bar flavor has landed just in time for Cyber Monday, and that is the Caramel Almond Delight. I cannot wait. I'm going to go to Built.com right now and order myself a box, and it delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate check, almonds check, Delightful double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. They come with only 150 calories and 17 grams of protein. And this season, maybe you're craving white chocolate for a limited time. Get new Built Bar Puffs flavored of white chocolate cheesecake. The yummy protein treat is filled with a marshmallowy center covered in white chocolate. Tis the season to save and give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Get built.com for these, or sorry, go to built.com for these incredibly tasting new bars and 20% off everything by using the promo code LOCKED20. Go now before it's too late. All 
All right. So assuming Max Scherzer becomes official, the Dodgers don't swoop in and break all of our hearts. What does this mean for the Mets moving forward? Do they still have to address their starting rotation? Well, let's just talk about it. You got Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. Pretty good start. From there, you got Carlos Carrasco coming off, obviously, a down year. Mets Twitter and Mets fans in general are, are way further down on Carrasco than I am. I still look at his career numbers and what he's done over a much larger sample size, and I take that, and I believe that, a little bit more than a season where, again, he blew out his hamstring in spring training, uh, didn't come back, and so the Mets were just free-falling, and he was expected to save their season without even being fully stretched out. Had to get stretched out at the big league level. Never quite got comfortable. Did have a bad year, of course, but I don't think he's that pitcher. Even if he is not the same guy he was at his best in Cleveland, I still think he's going to be closer to that than he was this past year. And so as your number three, I think that's fine. I don't think the Mets have to shop at the top of the market. I don't think they have to go out and try to re-sign Marcus Stroman. Of course, you'd love it, but let's not get too greedy, folks. There's a chance that Steve Cohen is investing $42 million in the payroll next season for a single pitcher. I don't know if you're going to throw $25 million on top of that for Marcus Stroman, or maybe $22. One thing I should note, the Mets were in on Kevin Gosman. Gosman ends up signing with the Toronto Blue Jays, a five-year, $110 million deal. Apparently, the Mets offer was better, but we still don't know how all of these talks had, had really you know, broken down. Obviously, everything's fluid. They're talking to Scherzer. They're talking to Gosman. I don't know if they really would have signed both. Regardless, Gosman falls off the table. So that's out. John Gray, one of the best fallback options the Mets could have had, someone who I would say would have been a little bit more in the Steven Matz tier uh, than the, this top tier we're talking about with the Scherzer, the Gosman. Uh, again, said it, folks. Anytime I break up, splitting migraine, five hours now of checking Twitter. Anyway, uh, you know, you look at who we're talking to. See, look, now I'm forgetting who I'm even talking about. John Gray. There we go. We're back, folks. I picked up the train of thought. John Gray signs a four-year, $56 million deal, I believe, with the Rangers. Uh, John Gray was a higher ceiling fallback option than some of your mid-tier free agents, a guy that spent all that time in Colorado, so you think there would be a nice big uptick in performance, a guy with really good stuff. He's off the board. So the options are starting to dwindle when it comes to filling out your rotation. And if doomsday happens and the Scherzer signing doesn't actually come through, the Mets are going to be in trouble. But assuming Scherzer's a Met, from here, I think you have a rotation right now as presently constructed that is pretty damn good. Okay, it's, it's close enough that I would not be stressing about who's going to be the fifth starter or even the fourth starter. You have DeGrom Scherzer. Carrasco Walker as a good start with McGill Peterson and Trevor Williams as depth. You want to add one more name, but I think the Mets can shop in, in the, the tier two or the tier three starting pitching market uh, and add some depth and, and their rotation could be fine. If you get a Tyler Anderson or a rich Hill, uh, as opposed to shopping and, and trying to pull together a rotation, that's just not really feasible with Stroman in addition to already having Scherzer, I think the Mets will be okay with that. If they go into camp and it's Rich Hill competing with Tyler McGill, David Peterson, and Trevor Williams for the fifth starter job, 
I mean, think about other years where the Mets went into camp and they didn't know who their their bottom three starters were going to be. I think that's fine, especially because if you don't touch that farm system throughout this offseason and you continue to build out this team through free agency, that farm will continue to be stocked if you have to trade for pitching during the season. Everyone it gets to the point where they want to see the entire championship roster put together and, and on paper laid out perfect when spring training hits. And then they expect no injuries or no anything else that's going to get in the way of that. Right now, if you look what the Mets have done, they now have an outfield of Mark Canna, Starling Marte, and Brandon Nimmo, which was already a home run of a weekend. Your infield right now, even if you don't sign Javi Baez or anyone else, Eduardo Escobar, Francisco Lindor, Jeff McNeil, Pete Alonso. And your catching situation, we all knew was going to stay the same with James McCann and Tomas Nito. The defense is good. You're hoping for a bounce back from McCann. So the, the starting lineup is pretty solid. The rotation is close, and the bullpen still needs to be addressed. But the Mets are closer to a complete product on what is it now, November 29th, than I ever would have imagined. So it's not really a time to be concerned about the fifth starter on the roster or who's going to be the the backup super utility man if Jeff McNeil has to start. I think this is a time where Mets fans need to sit back and appreciate the fact that they have an owner that is willing to go into the $300 million range for his payroll and get a massive tax bill to win right now. And that level of commitment should be enough that you start to have a little bit of faith in this franchise. With that said, before we close today's show, fitting for the way this night has turned out, a single look again. Nothing is confirmed. All right, folks. That was today's episode of Locked on Mets. Assuming Max Scherzer is signed, I will probably make another video that will go up on YouTube. Maybe a special podcast that will go up as well, just reacting to it being official. And then once we really start to get all the details and everything gets confirmed, Tuesday's episode will be the official Max Scherzer full episode of Locked on Mets unveiling. Anyway, I need to now edit and go to bed, hopefully before 3 a.m. That's going to be all for today's episode of Locked on Mets. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Again, last time, splitting migraine. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show at Locked on Mets. Thank you for making Locked on Mets your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Locked on Bets is the place to go for your daily gambling needs. You can follow Locked on Bets wherever you get podcasts.